So there's a really interesting story that's in Bloomberg today, folks. It's entitled, U.S. Catches Kremlin Insider Who May Have Secrets of 2016 DNC Hack. If you recall all the way back into 2016 when the DNC was hacked, this man may have the secrets that pertain to that. So it says, IT executive Vladislav Klyushin's journey into the U.S. custody is a blow to the Kremlin, say people familiar with a Russian intelligence assessment of what he may have to offer. So he is in the United States, folks. And I've tried to boil this article down to just the pertinent aspects of it. So it says, in the days before Christmas, U.S. officials in Boston unveiled insider trading charges against a Russian tech tycoon they had been pursuing for months. They accused... Vladislav Klyushin, who had been extradited from Switzerland on December 18th of illegally making tens of millions of dollars trading on hacked corporate earnings information. Wow. So how many people do you think are doing this out there, folks? Hacking U.S. corporations and then trading stocks in the U.S. stock market, of course, to make millions and millions of dollars. I mean, it's mind-boggling. But listen to this. The article goes on to say, yet as authorities laid out their securities fraud case, a striking portrait of the detainee emerged. Klyushin was not only an accused insider trader, but a Kremlin insider. He ran an information technology company that works with Russian government's top echelons. Just 18 months earlier, Klyushin received a Medal of Honor from Russian President Vladimir Putin. The U.S. had, in its custody... The highest level Kremlin insider handed to U.S. law enforcement in recent memory. This is big. Klyushin's cybersecurity work and Kremlin ties could make him a useful source of information for U.S. officials, to say the least. According to several p- people familiar with Russian intelligence matters, most critically, these people said if he chooses to cooperate, he could provide Americans with their closest view yet of 2016 election manipulation. According to people in Moscow who are close to the Kremlin and security services, Russian intelligence has concluded that Klyushin, who is 41 years old, has access to documents relating to a Russian campaign to hack Democratic Party servers during the 2016 U.S. election. These documents, they say, established the hacking was led by a team in Russia's GRU military intelligence that U.S. cybersecurity companies have dubbed Fancy Bear or APT-28. Such a cache would provide the U.S. for the first time with detailed documentary evidence of the alleged Russian efforts to influence the election. Three of the people added that they believe that Klyushin has access to secret records of other high-level GRU operations abroad. Russian military intelligence agents in recent years have been linked to a series of hacking attacks as well as the attempted chemical poisoning and almost assassination of dissident ex-GRU colonel Sergei Skripal and his daughter in the UK in 2018. Remember that? Novichok was put on a door handle, almost killed them. Of course, Russia has denied involvement. Indications of Klyushin's vantage are peppered throughout the U.S. filings. His firm, his IT firm, which is called M13, worked for the Russian presidency, government, and ministries, according to his insider trading indictment. Among his subordinates was a former military intelligence official named Ivan Yermakov, who was charged alongside Klyushin in the indictment. Yermakov is also a defendant in the 2018 indictment from U.S. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's team that accuses him 
and 11 other Russians of hacking into Democrats' computer systems. Kalyushin's U.S.-based lawyer, Maxim Nepsev, writing in a bail application, said his client intends to challenge the government's case in a lawful and professional and principled manner. Kalyushin appeared for his arraignment in Boston Federal Court on Monday, today, speaking through an interpreter. The judge postponed the matter until Wednesday, however, asking Kalyushin's lawyer to file additional paperwork. Nepsev didn't respond to a request for additional comment. U.S. and Russian negotiators are due to meet, as we know, on January 9th in Geneva to discuss the Kremlin's demands for legally binding guarantees of a halt to NATO eastward expansion. I wonder if this particular individual, Klyushin, is going to come up in those conversations. The article goes on to say that Klyushin's M13 promised a range of information tech services, including social media monitoring and cybersecurity, according to U.S. filings at site of the company's website. It offered to probe its clients for cyber weaknesses by simulating attacks known as penetration testing and also by mounting targeted ongoing attacks known as advanced persistent threats, or APT. The company provided a multimedia monitoring system called Katyusha, to the Kremlin and Defense Ministry, as well as services to other government institutions such as the Prosecutor General's Office, National Guard, and Moscow City Hall, according to Russian state contract records. For his part, Klyushin amassed immense wealth, U.S. prosecutors wrote. They cited his ownership of a three million pound, four million dollar yacht, purchased in the U.K., a London apartment, and millions of dollars in cash. See, that's the problem, folks. When these folks are criminals and they want to spend that money, as soon as they start to leave Russia to do it, they're under huge scrutiny. So the U.S. and British intelligence tried twice to recruit this man, Klyushin, according to Sirik, his attorney in Switzerland. U.S. intelligence attempted to engage him in summer of 2019 in the south of France, and British intelligence approached him in March of 2020 in Edinburgh. This is a big fish. They've been trying for a long time to get him. So let's talk about that family ski vacation, folks. The U.S. learned that Klyushin was traveling in the spring of 2021 to Switzerland, which has a joint extradition agreement with the U.S. and issued an arrest warrant on March 19th. Sirik said he believes the U.S. learned of the trip a few days before by illegally hacking his client's phone, noting that Klyushin's Switzerland itinerary and other personal information and photos from the device made their way into case materials. The Justice Department didn't respond to a request for comment. U.S. intelligence is superb. It's the best in the world, folks. They hacked this IT magnet's phone and he didn't know what the hell hit him. The article goes on to say, two days later, a private jet flying from Moscow touched down at Sion Airport in southwestern Switzerland. Klyushin, his wife, and five children stepped off the plane. A helicopter was standing by to whisk them to an exclusive ski resort of Zermatt, according to U.S. filings. Shortly after leaving the plane, Klyushin was detained by Swiss police. He was taken hours later to a prison in nearby Sion. His wife and kids continued to the resort along with a business partner and his daughter. According to two people familiar with the matter, the party returned to Moscow on March 29th after almost 10 days at the luxury chalet, these people said. News of Klyushin's detention provoked an immediate action in Moscow, 
On April 7th, Russia filed papers with Switzerland accusing, accusing collusion of fraud and seeking his extradition to face charges in his home country, a strategy the country has attempted to use in recent years when nationals have been accused abroad. So that's interesting. It's a situation where Russia's saying, he's a criminal over here. The U.S. is saying, no, he's a criminal over here. We want him. Russia's saying, no, bring him back to us so we can take care of this. He's a criminal. What a strategy that is. So three people, three of the people familiar with the matter, characterized Kalyushin's departure to Switzerland as a huge failure of Russian secret services after his contracts with intelligence agencies, and they said they expect top officials responsible to lose their jobs. The Swiss held Kalyushin under high security alone in a cell, according to his lawyer. He was accompanied by as many as 10 police, most of them heavily armed, on his only trip between the jail and the courthouse in Sion in April, unprecedented security measures for white-collar cases in Switzerland, according to his lawyer. The U.S. filed its own extradition bid for Kalyusha nearly two weeks after Russia did on April 19th. It says, by then, a U.S. federal grand jury had already handed up indictments charging Kalyusha and Yermakov identified in some filings as Kalyusha and Yermakov and three other alleged conspirators, filed on April 6th a sealed indictment of collusion accused the group of hacking into the servers of two online agencies used by U.S. publicly traded companies to file their quarterly reports a day or two before they were released. So that's how they did it. They're accusing the group, the two, of hacking into the servers of two online agencies used by the United States publicly traded companies to file their quarterly reports. With an advanced look at the results, the men bet on or against stocks including IBM, Snap Incorporated, Tesla, and Microsoft Corporation, netting them illegal profits of $82.5 million. According to the indictment, Kalyushin faces a recommended sentence of 20 years in prison, though the charges carry a maximum penalty of 50 years. It's just mind-boggling to me, and I, I, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised that IT magnets like this are hacking U.S. servers to get information a day or two ahead of company-released information and then trading on that information and racking up profits of $82.5 million. I mean, who else is doing this, for God's sakes? Oh... So headlining the investigation was B.J. Kang, who was an FBI special agent famous for bringing in convicted fraudster Bernie Madoff and insider trader Raj Rajaratnam. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has also filed charges. So folks, as you can imagine, there is a diplomatic snarl about this. In August, Switzerland rejected Moscow's extradition request. Kalyushin's chances of a trip to the U.S. grew when the Swiss Supreme Court refused to consider an appeal against his extradition, saying it had no reason to challenge the legitimacy of the U.S. courts. The panel made its ruling in a December 10th session, which was communicated to Sirik, his Swiss lawyer, on December 16th, according to him and the court. Once Switzerland's top court refuses an appeal, detainees can be handed over within two to four days. Sirik said in an interview a month before the ruling, that left Kalyushin with a brief window to make a last-ditch appeal of his extradition, a request to the European Court of Human Rights based in Strasbourg, France. However, his attorney filed that request in a way that took days 
rather than ours. That led to th- that led three of the people close to the Kremlin and Russian security services to conclude that Sirik, again his Swiss attorney, may have facilitated a transfer to U.S. custody on his client's instructions. So the way that he filed that last ditch appeal of his extradition was done in a way that ensured he would be transferred to the U.S. and extradited to the U.S. A spokesperson for the Strasbourg court said emergency requests are typically faxed or emailed to ensure immediate delivery, which in this instance may have made all the difference. On December 18th, U.S. US agents took custody of Kleushin at a Zurich airport and flew him to face trial in the U.S. Kleushin's request was received only on December 22nd, according to the Strasbourg court spokesman. By then, Klyushin had already been in the been in the U.S. for four days. Man, folks, this is this is huge. And again, there's going to be another hearing coming up on Wednesday. I hope we can get information about this. But man, we always knew. We always knew that Russia was involved, and this man could be the key link to that information. Of course, Russia said that they had nothing to do with hacking the DNC servers and trying to swing the election to Donald Trump. Of course they said that. That's what they always say. But this man has all the secrets. We've got to follow what's going on here, and I will. Folks, I want to thank you for listening, and if you enjoy the content, please don't forget to click subscribe and like for that matter. It does help us out a lot. And I want to thank you for listening, and until next time.